Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. It might sound uh, a little bit echoey. I'm not sure. I've moved into a new place finally yeah welcome the new homeowner i've got my new place in london and uh i don't know what this room's gonna sound like it sounds a bit echoey might need to get a new mic we'll see we'll see how this episode turns out but um in other news i was i was reading the news today and stuff sounds like um sounds like someone's back in lockdown over in australia well so yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, we're we're heading back into lockdown as of tomorrow at midnight. And okay. it's not an Australian thing, it's a Victorian thing. It's just Victorian. And yeah. um we are quite the joke of the country right now yeah. apparently. Not not so smug anymore, are we? <laughs> I messaged I mean, a couple of my friends in other states and they're like, don't message me. We're not allowed to interact with Melbournians. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, like that's... I might catch Corona through the laptop. Yeah. At this point, I think in the UK, I mean, I think we're more out of lockdown now than you will be going back into lockdown. Granted, I don't feel like we should be. I mean, they opened up the pubs on Saturday mm-hmm. and Boris Johnson said, you know, it's fine. I believe that Brits will use their common sense. Oh, right. Uh, why he would think that, I don't know. If anyone hasn't seen it, just look up um, uh, the streets of Soho, what they looked like <laughs> in saw. central London on Saturday. And I, for one, was not one that went to the pub. I stayed home. I was still unpacking and organizing at that point. But it looked like it was chaotic. I mean, I don't even, I've been to Soho during normal you know, normal times I work in Soho and it's not usually even that packed. So, so um, hold on. How many cases are, or is the UK at a day though? Oh, I mean, I stopped counting at this point, but it's not as many as it was. It's like maybe in the low hundreds. Yeah. So Victoria started panicking when we hit 30 cases a day. 
Yeah. And today actually was our highest day. I think it was a hundred. It was it was definitely higher, which shows a trend of it going up. So I get why they did the shutdown. But our high numbers going into a six week lockdown are still lower than the UK. Yeah, but how many how many people are in? You're you're talking Victoria versus the entire country of the UK. Yeah. (laughs) So 100 cases in the UK is very different than 100 cases in Victoria. I don't know the population, but... When I say Victoria, I presume most of the cases are in Melbourne because it's the major city. So when I say UK... Which is what? Two million people? most of the cases are in London as well. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I I don't really know. But still, I feel like there's a big difference between 10 million people and 2 million people. That's... Okay, fine. <laughs> Numbers, facts. I'm okay. going into lockdown. It is what it is. And yep. I'm glad I've been doing a fuck ton of stuff these past couple weeks. Yeah. Because tomorrow I am stocking up on craft supplies and crafting my motherfucking brains out for the next nice. six weeks. Can you craft yeah. me something and send it to me in London? 100%. Perfect. Maybe it'll some... It'll arrive in like seven months because Australia Post... Everything's just sitting at the airport. They're not shipping things out of the country. Maybe but, you can cross stitch um, like some graphs of your data that you've just uh, spit out for us on numbers. <laughs> that would be cute. All right. We'll see what you get. It'll be a okay. surprise. Amazing. Um, and yeah, who would have thought come July we'd still be in lockdown and not traveling? But uh, we get asked a lot from our listeners. They're like, oh, are you guys going to have anything to talk about considering we're not traveling right now and you're a travel podcast? Hell yeah, we've got tons to talk about. And what we thought we were going to do, we're getting everyone prepped for when we can travel again. This is what our episodes are going to be for the next, I mean, for the foreseeable future. And in hmm. today's episode, we're talking tourist dumb shit that we've done as tourists ourselves. And for for those of you that have are longtime listeners, you'll know that Steph and I are not afraid to call our own shit out in this mm-hmm. podcast. We do it yeah. a lot. Um, we have no shame. We admit faults, and we're not scared to make fun of ourselves. So yeah, in this episode, we're just going to call ourselves out of just some of the dumb shit that we've done as tourists. Now, Steph and I kind of spoke beforehand, and I think we've taken this on two very different angles. Um, some, you can, sometimes you, we definitely, when you and I talk about episode ideas, we're like, yep, we got a topic. This hmm. is what we're going to do. We'll do our research. We'll regroup. And we, when we regroup, we're like, oh, we interpreted that entirely differently. Yeah. I mean, if, if we've learned anything this year, it's that maybe we need to do a bit more prep work together. But I mean, it's fine because this will still work. Um, yeah. You know, this is a very lighthearted episode. And again, we've, we've gone into some different directions, but let's chat. Let's chat yeah. in tourists and let's chat some of the stupid shit that we've done as tourists. And All right. Okay. So <laughs> when I came at this, I was thinking, when are the times I've been stupid abroad? And I've got to say, the common denominator, I might as well call it out from the get-go, is alcohol. Yes. Um, I'm 35 now. I found a really good place in my life where, like, when I drink, I drink till I have a good buzz and I vibe on it. And then I go to bed and I wake up early. I wasn't always that person. So Definitely not. I used to drink too much. <laughs> and then yeah. when you do that, sometimes you make stupid decisions. So that's what a lot of my list, a lot of my stories are today. <laughs> Um, all right first one that came to mind cuba me Mm -hmm. and a couple girlfriends traveling to cuba 
We went out to, they have all these shows. When you go to a resort, you go to the shows, the entertainment. And I was drinking red wine during the show because I'm a classy bitch. So classy. We went to the disco after the show and I switched to, always a great choice, double vodkas. And I have learned over time that my fatal error is mixing red wine and vodka. Yeah, you still do it. Because I've nope. seen you do it. No, you have you? Yeah. Were we, <laughs> I mean, oh, no. yeah. But anyways, continue. Don't so, don't act like you don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's always a recipe for I'm getting fucked up. We did it in and, London before we got oh, coronavirus. You're right, my first night there. <laughs> yeah. So let's not pretend like you're some changed person and you've learned from your lessons. I mean, you did it a mere three months ago. Anyways. <laughs> And I caught Corona because of it. Yeah. And then you got coronavirus. Um, <laughs> um, so, oh, I'm on fire now. Um, so, you know, we're at the club. We're at the disco. We're having a good time. I needed another drink. Get up. Go over to the bar, which is on the opposite side of the dance floor. And as I stood up, my, you know, plastic little lawn chair. These are these outdoor discos. Yeah. Went, I guess it like went a couple feet onto the dance floor. I stood up abruptly. And so I walk over and I must have turned around and looked and a girl was like, oh, this chair is on the dance floor. I'm going to push it back under the table. Perfectly responsible thought. Well, Mm -hmm. I took that. I don't know what I took that as. But when I saw her touch my chair, I turned around, walked back to the table, picked, not picked up the chair. This is going to sound worse than it was. But I proceeded to pick up the chair and throw it at her. What? You <laughs> threw a chair at a girl? It First of all, it was like one of those one kilo kind of plastic chairs. It wasn't like oh this wasn't going to You're so anyone. trashy. I mean, I knew you were trashy, but not that trashy. <laughs> I look back. I, I'm so embarrassed even just thinking about it. But I did. And uh she i mean like i'm you know me i'm not a fighter so it wasn't like i was trying to instigate anything but she just was like oh like ignored me and like turned around and i was like yeah that's right and then grabbed the chair and like would put you it back have, under the table which she would did you have done this place. if you were not on vacation in another country because you're away traveling you're in a, an unfamiliar <sighs> place like no one knows you i mean would you have done that at, at one of the bars that we used to go to where we grew up i mean i feel like if your question is would i do this in Brantford? probably well i've just you know because we I... always talk about when you're traveling and yeah. you're in a place where people don't know you you kind of lose your inhibitions a bit i don't know i don't know is the real answer i'm really embarrassed even telling the story but it was the first one that came to mind and then i'll tie on to this because this story continues um so that was great night went on like nothing happened from that that was just me being a little too aggressive whilst drinking and then I woke up the next morning and my girlfriend had booked a kayaking excursion for us and I was like all right I'm not gonna let my you know night of excess impede on our excursion I got up at 6 7 a.m whenever it was we got out as soon as we got out to the water like 100 feet I was like no I'm gonna die So I made her turn around back in. We laid on the beach. I proceeded to go into what I assume in hindsight was a heat stroke. Could not physically move on the beach. The Cuban men who worked on the resort had to physically pull me into the shade and baby feed me water. (laughs) 
This was the day after. Yeah, this was like 7 a.m. the morning after. I mean, I guess all these like, was this on all, at an all-inclusive as well? It was. So yeah. this is where this is where they can get dangerous. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. going to the Dominican Republic. Same thing. All-inclusive. Mm-hmm. It was my first all-inclusive. And we were there. There was like a group of us that showed up together. And then we had to do the next morning. We all had to sit down as a group. And they'd give us like the... The, the the rundown for the week like of all the things you yeah. could do at the hotel and whatever but everyone had kind of gone out the night before and they went to same thing some of the discos and everyone's drinking the rum and just getting really on it so everyone's waiting for this sort of like induction like you know welcome thing in the morning and everyone looks so hungover and there was people dry heaving and hunched over I felt pretty shit I mean I think I was like maybe like 21 at the time or um yeah. and I could usually handle my hangovers but even I was like my head was pounding I was feeling nauseated <laughs> and so one of the things the lady told us in this induction was that the rum that they served on it at this all-inclusive was um Dominican Republic rum and it had something ridiculous in it like I want to say like 50 percent alcohol or something but I don't know maybe that number's too high or maybe it could have been higher but it was like an obscene amount of alcohol in it. And that's what we had all been drinking the night before. Hence the sore heads and the dry heaving. And so that was one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, even though I was like, I'm there as a tourist, I'm just like boozing on the rum that they're giving us, but not really actually checking, you know, what is it that I'm drinking? Yeah. Um, and it's so easy again as like tourists where we go into these situations where, you know, you're just in the moment. And you end up like Steph being (laughs) fed water and like sunstroke the next day from drinking and throwing chairs. I mean, I had a similar in Thailand. I was same thing. I was just taking drinks and I mean, and this could go into like, we did a whole episode on like staying safe while you socialize. Um, Mm. and I think Mm -hmm. when you're, you're younger as a lot of these stories that we're telling when we're younger and again, you're just a bit more, you know, you don't think about these things, but I did the same in Thailand where I went to a full moon party in Copenhagen, New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve, a few years ago. And same, I was just drinking whatever was handed to me. And I had this one drink where I had met these girls and they had actually put some Ritalin. So, you know, in Thailand, you can basically get all prescription drugs from the chemist there. But apparently yeah. this is a thing where they mix in the buckets. They mix in prescription drugs. And someone oh had put God. Ritalin in my drink. And it was like, I mean, it wasn't a bad feeling. But I was, at one point, I guess, like dancing on um, one of the tables, like a picnic table, for like three hours. And I didn't even realize how long <laughs> the time had been. And it was three hours. And my boyfriend at the time, I had lost him somewhere in the crowd and he came and found me. And they were like, someone that was with me was like, you've been on this table for three hours dancing. And that was because someone had put Ritalin in my bucket. (laughs) Oh, geez. And that's the thing. Like, these are the things I'm laughing. And because it is funny, but it's only funny when you're okay. Like, these are the nights that can take a very sharp turn into not okay. And that is why this is filed under dumb shit we've done abroad. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, don't be taking drinks from uh, know what you're drinking. And again, as you said, like all of our stories are kind of funny. Well, the hangover in Dominican was not funny. (laughs) I I mean, I felt (laughs) pretty rough. Neither was the heat stroke. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like just taking drinks, the buckets in Thailand. I mean, this is why (laughs) I'm a big advocate now for, because I know there's this whole little world of girls having guys buy them drinks. But mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for buy your own damn drinks. Yeah. Like, 
It, yeah. Then no one can put anything in it other than the bartender, I suppose. Yeah. But um, you're just in so much more control. And I would rather spend a hundred bucks yeah. than lose that control. Yeah. I mean, I think my bucket in Thailand was just a mix up anyways. And again, it was just some girls we had met while we were there, but they mm-hmm. mixed them up and I got the <laughs> the bucket with Britalyn. But it was kind I mean, of fun. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I felt great. I mean, I've seen this happen, though. I saw um, some girls I was with in Toronto one night were stealing drinks from someone's bottle, who mm. someone who had bottle service. And from what we can gather is those people had put, like, their MDMA in their bottle service and were drinking it knowingly. Oh. Um, hadn't planned on people stealing drinks out of their bottles. And, you know, all of a sudden, next thing, these girls are, like, out of their heads. So, I mean, um, they probably felt great. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't know why but that's what i'm saying like always control your own drink yeah I mean, great I'm... memory great memory for me but yeah yeah, yeah. well mo- <laughs> moving on to i mean my my take on this episode we were talking like dumb touristy shit that we've done yeah. um now what this one just came to mind considering we had done uh, the episode last week um, with Mupu from uh, Hakima Safaris. Mm-hmm. And this one just made me laugh when my sister and I um, and my dad, we all went on safari in Tanzania as well. So we're in the Jeep and we were with our tour, our tour guide. His name was on Benny. Great guy. We spent like the whole week with him there. And uh, my sister and I were just constantly singing the Lion King songs. <laughs> Like okay. over and over. Oh my god! And so we'd be in the back. We're like circle of life, like just being idiots. I think we were also drinking. We were like on Benny would always just like buy us beer before we went. We're like sweet, and like by the end of the four days, on Benny was like he was laughing and he's like, "You white people, you all come over here and you sing this Lion King." He's like, oh, no. "We don't," and he was like, "I don't even know what this Lion King is. Who is this Lion <laughs> King?" And he was actually saying like. Him and, like, all of his colleagues, none of them even knew what the Lion King was. Like, they knew what it was now because all these tourists came over and sang it. But, I mean, it just made me laugh because, like, we were probably just those really obnoxious tourists sitting in the back singing Lion King. I mean, he wasn't wasn't bothered by it, but... Yeah, I could see how that would be obnoxious. Absolutely. Talking dumb tourists, uh, do you remember your photos from Tanzania? What you look like? Yeah. Because you did not... I don't, did, what did you not wear sunscreen? What happened? Oh well, no, we did. We wore sunscreen. Oh. I didn't know where you were going with this. I'm like, yes, oh. I remember my photos. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, wearing sunscreen. But when so when we did Kilimanjaro, when mm. you're at the top of that mountain, the sun is literally like within arm's reach. Like you're yeah. on the highest mountain in Africa. We had sunscreen, um, oh. but I have very fair skin. It didn't work. Liz tans, my sister tans, but she also got pretty severely sunburnt. Um, I don't know. It was one of those. We took precautions, but I know people that haven't before, whether you're on the top of an African mountain or on a beach and you haven't worn sunscreen. But yeah, I mean, we, I got pretty bad, like badly burnt. My lips turned into blisters. My sister's face swelled up. We both got these massive blisters on our hands. It must've been how we were holding the poles. Um, and the parts of our skin that were exposed to the sun, because we both got these massive blisters right in the exact same spot on our hands where our thumbs are, which then we called ourselves the blister sisters after that. (laughs) 
we clever an appropriate name um but yeah i mean being a dumb tourist like you could go into that argument of where are you going and why aren't you wearing sunscreen <laughs> like i know <laughs> i know people that think that they can tan the same as you know sitting under an african sun versus a sun in the uk yeah Mm-mm. no <laughs> same and people come to australia and they're like oh i don't burn outside it's like you know you're in a, the ozone layer above you is gone here <laughs> Yeah, like, big difference. Oh, don't gosh. be that tourist. And you don't want to be that tourist on your first day of vacation getting a horrible sunburn and then having to... Because it's hor- Like, if you've only got a few days of holiday... I mean, yeah. after we got burnt coming down from Kilimanjaro, we needed a day off just to let our skin recuperate. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was really bad. It was one of those burns, like, everything was just very... My lips looked great in the sense that I looked like I just got fillers done. Like, by today's standards? You yeah. You just, like, do a little pouty kiss? Yeah. I mean, minus this... And we can post this photo. But yeah, minus, like, the massive, like, chunks of skin that were hanging off of it i mean they look great and i had to oh, i was wearing God. my little like kilimanjaro tilly hat not for fashion either it's really funny because every time people see my photos they're like oh cool hat and i'm like i wasn't wearing it to be cool i was wearing it on t- on the top of the mountain because i had to at that point like my guide was like you need to put this hat on and i looked like a right fucking nerd but hey (laughs) well on the opposite end of that one really stupid thing i did was when i went to morocco it was december 2013 and i just assumed like africa hot um oh yeah literally only took into the desert for the night a little sundress to wear to have a cute this photo. This so for sounds like you. I mean, you only ever pack like flip flops with you. I always have to give you clothes. <laughs> and it's not, no, you're not alone. You're not no, alone. No, I know. Anyone I travel with. And I, <laughs> I think we should all stop enabling stuff to Tough continue. Love. <laughs> do, yeah. Next time we're somewhere and you're cold and shivering and I'm all wrapped I up will, in all my I layers. will say though that even when that has happened that I've been in that situation and like strangers start offering me their clothes and their shoes they're like why oh, are you homeless me. I don't understand this don't you grew up in but, a very middle class nice home you know yeah, I've met your family you were not poor you can afford clothes and you can afford a suitcase to pack them in <laughs> okay one night Middle of the desert, and it was like 28 degrees. I didn't realize the desert like dropped so dramatically. I skipped way too many geography classes in high school. Mm. And I just remember we laid there that whole night hating our lives and being like, this is the worst night of our lives. Da, da, da. This night's never going to end. Da, da. And then like now it's a good memory. We're like, remember when we rang in 2014 in the desert? But in the actual moment... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We I mean, like, again, this is the stupidest shit we've done. Most of our stories in hindsight are hilarious, but at the time, I mean, how the, a shoulder bag is more than enough to bring oh, a sweater I with can't... you. Speaking of so deserts and Egypt, wait, you said Morocco. Okay, but we're yeah. still we're we're in the same area. Um, yeah. When you and I went to the pyramids. Yeah. And one of the things that we did, which again, looking at back in hindsight, I'm like, why the fuck did we do that? It's actually really bad. Um, we like when we went, we've talked about this before. There was no tourists around. Um, no. And so we were there on our camels, went down to the pyramids of Giza. And literally when I say no tourists, it was just Steph and I Us. and a couple yeah. other people that we were with. And uh, so when we got there, there was, um, I think they must've been like, they were like police officers. Or I like remember security. calling them the pyramid police, yeah. Per- yeah, like they were legit, you know, our tour guide even said, yeah, yeah, like they patrol this area, whatever. And we were taking photos. We were off the camels at that point. And they said to us, they were like, oh, go up, climb up there. We could take a oh, photo of you. Oh, that's right. And I, I was like. this a few times over the years. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And And for those that haven't been to the pyramids, they are, like they do have a chain around it for obvious reasons where they don't want people going up, yeah. you know, taking stuff off of them, climbing on them. But these guys were like, yeah, do it. It's fine. No one's around. Well, and I remember asking, though, we were like, can we hop over this chain to get a photo? Because we wanted a photo of us with the pyramids without the chain. Right. So we were just trying to be strategic. But when he was at, when we asked, he was like, yeah, 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 go up. Like, yeah, go right so they, up. We they like, actually, oh. like, encouraged us to climb on the pyramids. So Steph and yeah. I were kind of like, okay. And so we did, and we've got these photos of us on the pyramid. But then looking back, I mean, there was actually a, a story that had come out in the news, like, I think the next year about a woman who, and this is when tourists were back, right? So there was lots of people going to the pyramids, and someone had gotten in trouble for actually climbing on the pyramids, and then to like, the people- top. Yeah, it was something like that. And, like, people were scolding them, like, how dare you climb up on the pyramids? Like, it's this, you know... Uh, it's a piece of history. It's been around for years. Like if everyone did that, they would be ruined. And all I could think of was when you and I did it stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like, why didn't I think of that at the time? Well, but I think it was just, again, in the moment, we just, can I tell you too, I justified it for so long. Cause I was like, you know what? We only really climbed up like three or four layers. Like we weren't going to the top. But no, like the actual truth is we only went up three or four layers because those bricks are bloody big. Yeah. And even going up the third and fourth one, I was like a beached whale, like trying to like hoist my leg up that high <laughs> and then hoist my body over the like I was beach whaling every single one of those steps. 
And after the fourth one, I was like, I give up. Take my photo here. Yeah. So, I mean, like, speak for yourself. Been... I could have made it up higher, but I just didn't want to. <laughs> You're taller. I have like short little legs. That's my justification for a lot. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think we did. Like, I think you and I, we did sort of justify it for a long time, but then it still just didn't sit with me. Right. And like to this, you know, that's why I'm saying it now where I'm like, as a tourist, well, I think we, we've said it a lot as tourists that we do hold some responsibility in, you know, we are guests in someone's country. I, we had no right to be climbing on the pyramids, even if the pyramid police told us to, we should have said no, because I get it as well. They hadn't had tourists there in a long time and they were trying to appease us thinking that that's what we wanted to do, but we should have been like, no, we don't need to. It's not appropriate. And it wasn't, and we did it and we're owning it, but don't do that guys. Do you remember? So we saw the pyramids first and then we went to the Sphinx and this is like a classic case. I don't often, well, to be fair, you've seen me at my worst way more than anyone else, but I hit a point that day where it was so hot and we were at the Sphinx and I was like, fuck this. I'm leaving. I'm going to find water. I I was so mad. (laughs) Oh yeah. You had a little I was literally stomping around the Sphinx and the guy, they do, they try to gouge you because they know you'll pay anything for water and i remember just being like this is what water costs and like giving them what it costed everywhere else and then walking away and then i had like technically left the sphinx so i wasn't supposed to go back in and i just like stormed back to where you were (laughs) like i was on a rampage oh but that's like an embarrassing tourist moment as well yeah (laughs) well and it's true because if you look back and i'm sure we've all had those moments where you are tired and you know you don't really want to be there but like i, I wanted know, to I be always... there but i was just like so dehydrated it yeah was, i think it was like 44 degrees the day it was we were at so the hot it was like, really hot yeah but yeah i guess don't oh. be the stroppy tourist if you want to like just hold it in a bit because i sometimes do see it thankfully nobody was around it was just me and you and but like i sometimes look around when i see other tourists if you're at like some tourist destination and you know when they get to arguments you see like married couples arguing or like their kids like I get when kids are stroppy but then when the adults become stroppy it's like oh it is a bit embarrassing because you are you know you're at some like amazing landmark that most people would kill to see at some point in their lives yeah yeah so either hold it together or better prepare yourself have water because I think you again I mean (laughs) Steph it's not even the case of you being drunk in most of these stories it's that you're dehydrated that's true actually and that makes me feel a lot better about who I am well, I mean, the first story, you were definitely drunk. It's not the alcohol. It's the dehydration. <laughs> right. That alcohol definitely does not cause dehydration. That was also the night after you flew into Egypt and the bomb erupted at 6 a- So you and I drank wine until 2 a.m. Bomb went off at 6 a.m. We went to the pyramids at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's true. So quite possibly why I was dehydrated. <laughs> So again, you were on a rampage at the Sphinx, but Hey, how many people can say they were on a rampage at the Sphinx? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, if if we want to talk another tourist, uh, tourist attraction and things, so this is one I have not done, but I know that you've done and it makes me laugh. What is it? So kissing the Blarney stone in Ireland. Oh, Yep, I did that. So this one makes me laugh because I specifically have not done it because I found out what they call it, what they actually like, what people in Ireland call it, kiss the piss. Yep. And Mm -hmm. it means because people actually pee on this stone 
because they mm. know Taurus kiss it. Yeah. And I, I read about this beforehand. I'm like, I am not putting my lips anywhere near that stone. And still to this day, I haven't. So for those of you out there yeah. <laughs> that are looking to go and see the Bellarney stone, just know that that's why its nickname is kiss the piss. I don't even know if this is like, this is just what Irish people say. I don't know if it's true. If anyone is listening, that's from Ireland, they can actually confirm. Yeah. If this is just something they say or cause I've, I've mean, I've got a few Irish friends and they're like, yep, we definitely like, it definitely gets pissed on. So I heard about it also the day after I did it. Cause my brother-in-law is from Ireland. He's from Dublin mm-hmm. and he told me that, um, but I don't actually know. It is a castle kind of in the middle of nowhere that is has security guards and stuff. So I'm like, well, maybe you know, it's the they? security guards that pee on yeah. it. <laughs> so another lesson I learned the hard way was not to skinny dip in Aruba. I used to have this like bucket list item of wanting to put my feet in like every ocean, all these different bodies of water. So in Aruba, became friends with this whole group of people and we're all like, oh, we should all meet back here tonight and like go for a run in the water naked like a big skinny dip. And we did it and then went back in and someone on land, and this is very common in Aruba, stole all our shit, stole our clothes, stole my corporate cell phone that I had with me that I had to explain to my company that went missing. Oh God. Um, stole everything, stole my room keys. And then there was just this group, this like naked group of us being like, Oh my God. Like having to run back to our hotel in shame, like covering ourselves and then doing the waiting at the lobby while they remake you new keys and verify who you are. While naked. (laughs) Did you have something to wear at that point? Yeah, they gave us towels. Oh, okay. But still, that was definitely a lesson learned. I mean, the hard you way. hear a lot of the, you hear stories like this where, I mean, thankfully, like, yeah, all you did was get your stuff stolen. But with Taurus, where they yeah. do stuff like that, especially when they like take their clothes off and they're naked. I mean, there was the story, I think it was in Borneo. I think I talked about mm-hmm. this on a previous episode, but the Taurus that had taken a photo, um, they were buck naked on the top of this mountain. And they all got arrested. And then, like, there was some big earthquake, I think. And they still, like, blame them for it. They were saying that, like, the gods above were not happy. Um, But, like, some of these countries, like like in Borneo, it's predominantly Muslim. You know, to be doing anything naked is, like, firstly, hugely disrespectful to, once again, a country that you're there visiting. Um, But you don't know what can happen. As a tourist, you think, like, oh, la-di-da, nothing will happen. I'm just a tourist. I can't get in trouble. I mean... Bad things can oh, happen. You can. Yeah. 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 Bad things can happen everywhere, no matter how safe you feel. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny memory, though. It was very common. And I we reported it to the hotel and the hotel was like, yeah, there's literally people who sit outside every single night because every single night someone thinks it's a good idea to skinny dip and every single night they steal oh, a stuff. If only <laughs> you had learned this beforehand. Or if someone told me, this is why hostels are so great. When you check into a hostel, they have a handy little little checklist of all the ways people scam you there. They don't do that at hotels or resorts. Yeah. I also feel like maybe they think people aren't going to be absolute dirtbags and just be running around naked. (laughs) Well, apparently it was happening every night. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they could have, like, if they had said, warned you about, like, pickpocketers, then maybe you'd be like, maybe I shouldn't leave my stuff on the beach. True. But well, there you go. Hopefully in this episode, you guys have just learned from some of our mistakes. I think wrapping that up, uh, control your drinking. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Step one. But I mean, even even when you kiss the piss or, you know, you do those things, that's, I mean, that's kind of funny in hindsight. Like, that's why the Irish make fun of the tourists there. Yeah. Um, Maybe uh, after this episode, everyone can review like either their bucket lists or just maybe think back to some of your own experiences while being a tourist somewhere that maybe you're funny now. But at the time, you're like, huh. Coming out of this, we learned that you are just like a very thoughtful, respectful traveler in general. And I am a lot. You are a dirtbag. Like, that's what I feel like I'm getting out of this episode. <laughs> but I would love to hear the dumb shit other people have done because it always makes me feel better. Yeah. About the dumb shit I Validate been. us, guys. Tell us about you being a dumb tourist. Yes. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.